Hi, and welcome to All Things Cozy with Matt and Jillian. We are a bi-weekly podcast about everything that is warm, soft, and comforting. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It is 2020. We're in a whole new decade. And our third Cozy Awards. That's right. So yeah, today we are diving into our third annual Cozy Awards. I can't believe it. This might be my favorite time of the year in terms of our episode production. I like the whole voting process. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone gets engaged and involved and it's fun. It's fun to look back and recognize all the cozy stuff that has come out for our enjoyment in the last year. Yeah. And it's fun to come up with a list together. Yeah. And then all the cozy. I love why we always do the funniest little graphic to announce the cozy awards. Well, it's very serious business. It's very very serious. You know, it's the first award show of the season. It's the first. We, you know, what's interesting is we always drop this episode against the Golden Globes. Yeah, the Sunday, because we were recording on Friday. One day, the Cozy Awards will have more viewers than the Golden Globes. Mark my words. They will lead us to a hosting gig down That's the line. That's right. <laughs> Before we go into our third annual Cozy Awards, looking back at the coziest TV shows, movies, books, songs, and all things Cozy community members of 2019. My favorite category. We do have some last-minute 2019 business to clear up before mm-hmm. we go fresh into 2020. Before the holidays, we had a Hanukkah episode where we had the lovely Michael Sherman on to discuss the holiday and what makes it cozy. Michael did write in to let us know there were some factual inaccuracies, but they're very slight. Yeah, but still, we understand why, you know, Hanukkah is important business. It's important. And And he he wanted to set the record straight on a couple of issues. So I'm going to read an abridged version of the letter he wrote us uh, just to clear up those points. So Michael Sherman writes... In the vein of the podcast Armchair Expert, I'd like to provide a fact check on a couple of statements I made during the podcast. When telling the story of Hanukkah, which I should note was trimmed down so I only brought up the biggest details, I pronounced the name... See, I'm going to say Antiochus again because I want to. But it's, uh, So Michael wrote that it's pronounced Antiochus. Michael, it's okay. No, We're not pronouncing ancient Greek names every day. So Yeah, sure. could have fooled me. I think it's, I think I guess it's I fine both fooled. ways, technically. But anyway, anyway, anyway I, I digress. Michael continues, When I brought up how to light a menorah, I wasn't thinking visually and realized I reversed the order of placing the candles per night. The correct way to light a menorah, let's use the first night of Hanukkah, for example, is to place a candle on the right end of the menorah as you face it. Then you will light the, the shamash, the candle used to light the others, and recite the Hanukkah blessings. You will light the candle on the menorah and then place the shamash in its holder, On every night of Hanukkah, you will add another candle to the menorah until it's completely filled on the eighth night. Generally, we let the candles burn completely. Finally, to end this fact check, I am deeply sorry for saying Fred 62 is on Hillhurst. It is actually on Vermont Avenue. Whoops. Once again, could have fooled me. Hope you had a happy holidays. Sincerely, Michael. Well, Michael, you made our holiday happy by coming on and talking about Hanukkah. It was our first ever Hanukkah episode. And I think, generally speaking, those are some pretty small. (laughs) But, you know, we appreciate being as factual as possible, and we can't wait to have you on for Passover. Absolutely. So look look forward to that. Moving forward, we're going to check in with what's making us feel cozy this week. Our first what's making us feel cozy of a oh, new yeah. year. Jillian, do you want to kick us off? Sure. So in the vein of the holidays, which going back to 2019, I really love that time period right after Christmas, before New Year's, where you get lost in time and you don't know what day it is and you're free of the holiday. Stressing the holidays are awesome. 
it also can be stressful. I say this after spending two weeks in New York with my family, <laughs> and and <laughs> which with is the too flu. long. Uh, yes, and I was sick. So you know, it's really very busy. You're running around, going to your places, you're commuting, you're seeing all these, trying to see your see everyone, and also battling the illness. So when I landed back in LA on the 27th, I really enjoyed just sitting on my couch, doing nothing. I don't think I left my house for days. I'd wake up, I wouldn't know what day it was, ordering takeout nonstop. I didn't feel any obligation to get kicking, you know, the new year and start fresh and whatever because I was just enjoying yeah. this this time period. And I realized, you know, as a kid, I love that time period too because you get to play with all your toys and not go to school and just hang at home, see your friends, do whatever. But as an adult, it's even more glorious. So you know, you're under under no obligation that you're usually facing. Yeah. And you can just hibernate without without feeling guilt. No, absolutely. It's the time of the year where you have a holiday and there's no actual family obligation typically yeah. in that time period. Just hang out. And you lose track of what day it is. I mean, I have I'm still just starting to get a hang of like where in the week are we? Cuz also when you have the new year starting in the middle of the week, it feels like the next day <laughs> is Monday after the new year. I I don't know. This year it really was amazing for me um just because I had been sick. And I felt kind of stressed during the holidays, trying to be on top of my game while also, sorry, we ha- I, I, can't, I have to stop because we are looking at this candle and our lovely, lovely listener, Kate Milton, got this is, this Kate the- Milton. <laughs> I've been writing entertainment news for too long, not Kate Middleton, <laughs> Kate Littleton, Kate, Kate Littleton. <laughs> Thanks to Prince Charles and Kate. For this Prince candle. Charles, Prince William. Prince William, damn it. Kate Middleton has swapped Can't out Prince William for, for old father-in-law. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Poor Camilla. Any, anyways, she got this lovely candle, but it's a spiral candle. <laughs> this candle is fascinating. I, it, this might be an episode where we have to do the review before we get in. Yeah, we'll we just skip in. it because we might actually light Matt's apartment on fire. So <laughs> well, It's interesting because... This is an all things cozy first because we just have to bump up the candle review to the beginning of the episode. So to describe this candle, it's a it, the wick is in a spiral position. All right, so it's going on the inside. I imagine a hollow candle where the wax is only on the exterior, and there's a spiral wick that's weaving itself through the candle. And so you light it, and it just kind of is almost like a cartoonish. You know, when when cartoon characters light a bomb fuse, and the and the fuse is like ticking down until it finally reaches the big ball of the bomb and it goes off it looked like that until it didn't and now it's just engulfed in flames <laughs> now it is engulfed in flames because the spiral like of of the wick has now just completely like the flame got so high that the fire <laughs> overtook the entire candle and i'll take <laughs> a photo just of getting it right bigger now and so bigger and i was trying to go on with my little story but at when you're seeing a candle engulfed in flames, that takes precedence. Um, I don't know if I did it correctly because there's a little wooden wick at the bottom of the candle. And I lit that first before this episode because I thought I need to do that to expose the spiral wick. But perhaps I did this incorrectly. But regardless, it's a beautiful candle. Um, it's very unique. I've never <laughs> heard of a spiral candle before. Seeing it in action is truly something a sight to behold it's awe-inspiring i mean don't like, like, light it near any christmas trees though or light it near anything proceed I mean, it, with it's caution insane. yeah the flames are so high i mean i don't know whether i should even let it continue we can toast to burn. some mar- roast some marshmallows um, but over i kind of want to see where it goes but 
Yeah, we'll see where it goes. It's, it's, I think it's safely ensconced on a plate, so I think we're okay in terms of not letting anything... We're, it has we're a nice it. scent, though. It has a nice um, but woody The woody scent is scent. really nice, so it's like a wood scent. Yeah, I had the scent right here. It's from, it's from Minnesota, so a Minnesota company. It's, it's very, you know, the name's very literal. Spiral light candle, and mm-hmm. boy, is it lighting up. It's a vintage wood scent. Yeah, I mean, the scent is really lovely. It's very lovely. Something happened though. Where I think I happened. I think I screwed this up. I maybe I shouldn't have lit the wood wick at the bottom first. But I thought, oh. but I thought it's what you had to do to expose the. Because when I first got this candle, it I looked inside and I the spiral wick wasn't exposed yet. It was just a tiny wood wick. Yeah. So I thought it was called spiral candle for S's and G's because <laughs> I didn't see any spiral. So I lit the wood uh, the wood wick. And uh, that went out pretty quickly, but then it exposed the spiral candle. So I don't know else how you would, you know, light it. So you didn't light the spiral candle wick. No, because it wasn't exposed. Oh, it was just you couldn't even see the outline of the wick. I thought it was just a wood wick candle. So let me let me look. What's the name of this candle again? It's called Spiral Light Candle. Actually, my eyes hurt from the brightness of the flame. You can't stare in it too long. They're in Minnesota. Sorry for the pause. We had to go discover, like, how is this actually supposed to work? And Jillian did it the right way. Okay, good. So you are supposed to burn the woodwick down so that it exposes the spiral candle. And then you kind of get another round at the candle where that spiral wick that's on the outside of the circle burns down in a spiral direction. Here's what happened. More of the wick got burned because the flame got so large that it didn't just do a little travel around in a very clean spiral all the flame just ignited all at once essentially and created like three different areas that were burning the middle of the candle is now like pooling with wax as like it kind of burns down it's a really interesting design i don't i think though that i'm glad this happened to us so that we could tell people to be careful when you're burning a spiral candle because what might have happened is a breeze hit it and the and the flame jumped ahead of where it normally would be but that's an easy thing to happen and all of a sudden you have a huge fire hazard and this candle doesn't have a case or it does it comes kind of naked and so it's your job to find something to hold the candle well i think what i probably did is i probably burned maybe the the wick the original wick the wood one too long no i don't think you did I don't I know. You, I think you did it exactly like you were supposed to do it. All the it. ones on the website look beautiful. And I think, I'm sure it does when it's on the website as a product, but as much as this candle smells great, I mean, basically it's over now. The game over for this candle. Well, because, I don't know. It's, I think it's gonna, it's engulfed in flames. Yeah, I, think I mean, it really is like the tallest little flame at this point. But I don't the positive know. is that, you know, they're made in Minnesota. They're all clean ingredients. I mean, this is a candle that takes practice. No candle should take practice. It should be well, you light the wick and it goes. I'm really glad Kate sent this to us because it's a unique candle. I'm glad we got to try it. Yeah. But be careful with these candles because it just yeah, like don't leave, crazy a, don't leave a room. A don't leave. Yeah. And, don't give and it even unintended. doing it the way it's meant to be done. So that's going to, I guess, be maybe a half a wick because interesting concept and design, but it's a hazard. I'll give it a half a wick for innovation, but I almost want to take that away for danger. <laughs> like, yeah, it might, I might get zero wicks for me because it's dangerous. I, I, I'm a little nervous about this candle and I have a lot of concerns about it. So. Maybe we can blow it out. Cause it's hurting my eyes. Yeah. So <laughs> and look, it's blinding people too. It it's really so bright. Is. But also I shouldn't, I don't need to be staring right into it. Yeah, like I'm a moth, yeah, but it's and... distracting and we have to continue the episode. So 
you know what? 2020 is all about being inventive because we tried this wacky candle, thanks to Kate, and we did our candle review at the beginning of the episode instead of the end. So thank you for sending us this lovely candle and we appreciate it. And if anyone else wants to send us candles, we're available. You were saying about the time between Christmas and New Year's? I, well, yeah, because it just feels like time is infinite, and during yeah. you know during these this time this time period, and uh, I get to be do it in my own home, which is wonderful. Yeah, because there's it's nice to veg at home, you know, in the suburbs and hang out, and my parents they deliver food to me, and I get I wow, do I get queen. I get a tree like a little queen, a cozy queen, a cozy little queen. <laughs> um, but that being said, you get to a point where like, yeah, I want to be in my own house. So when you get to lose time in your own house and you have nowhere to go, no obligations, get off from work, it's a wonderful time. Yeah. So anytime I can lounge around and not know what day it is. <laughs> Well, I think what's, to me. me, to me, what's especially cozy is that because everyone's busy with the holidays, people are still typically at home if they mm-hmm. l- live away from where their hometown is and they're back seeing family. There are very few obligations. And so it's like this time where nobody knows where anyone else is and you just have to chill out. Yeah. And it's nice. It's a nice, nice time. Especially after all of the hectic elements of the holidays. What's making me feel cozy, my first cozy thing of 2020, is Elsa which is a small town in about, you know, southwestern Illinois, mm-hmm. really a suburb of St. Louis, Missouri. And it's this tiny little town that was founded in 1853. It currently has less than 700 people living there. Oh, wow. But all of the buildings, this is why it's cozy, is it looks like a little Christmas village. Like imagine a little Christmas village people have underneath their tree or on a mantle during the holidays. It's that, except it's real. And it's all these stone houses in these narrow little streets that can barely fit a car on them. It's just frozen in time. It's the cutest little village. Sounds lovely. And we only found it because my husband's family, uh, we went to a lodge for the holidays to kind of get away with all of the extended family members, and it was really nice. And then on the way, we passed this, like, really tiny town right by the Mississippi River called Elsa, and we just, like, went in and checked it out, and I don't regret it. It's also the home of Principia College, which is where Robert Duvall went to school, which oh, I had no idea. I never heard of it. Historically, I was reading up on it, and like it was big when the Mississippi came through, and you know everyone was kind of coming down on a ferry, mm-hmm. got some traffic there, Makes but then sense. people stopped doing that. They went onto trains. There was briefly a train track moving through Elsa, but then that went away. They even had a gas station once, and that's gone. So like, there's not a lot of reason to stop in Elsa. <laughs> but it sounds beautiful. But it ended up keeping it really small and frozen in time and just really cozy looking. And I want to go back and explore more and take photos. Um, but I'll post some photos of the, of the town on our social media so you can check it out. Yeah, the, I think the only thing that's not cozy to me about Elsa is that there was such a strong temperance movement that for over 100 years, Elsa, you couldn't buy, or, you couldn't buy alcohol in Elsa. And you still can't. And you still couldn't until 2018. Oh, they okay. finally they changed it. it. They finally allowed restaurants to sell beer and wine because they were like, people need, ha- need to have a reason to come to Elsa. Typically, people want to go to a restaurant, maybe have a drink. Yeah. So, so do you um, guys stop at a restaurant? No. I mean, when we, when we stopped there, like everything was closed. There was nothing to do. I think they're kind of, I know there are a couple of B&Bs there. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of natural beauty in that area. And one reason people go there is because uh, right on the Mississippi is a perfect place to do bald eagle sightings. So like, if you're if you're a bird person, that where the Missouri, Illinois, and Mississippi rivers converge is a huge like hotspot for migrating birds. 
and you'll just see all these. You'll see trumpet swans. You'll see like oh. an insane array of every type of bird as it's moving through and migrating. And bald eagles permanently stay there. And their population is really large in that area. So you look out and you'll just see them fishing. And I would love to see a bald yeah. eagle. So I think people go, like, they might stay in that area because it's like a cute suburb of St. Louis. You're close to the city, but you have all this natural beauty around you. But I think they need to, I'm glad they made that change because maybe they can actually grow some, like, cute restaurants and have a little bit more reason to go there. Maybe a Christmas movie has been shot there. If not, we're going to do it. We're going to yeah, set our all things cozy. That'd be great. Christmas movie and Elsa. I love that name too. We're going to burn it on the village with our spiral candle. Yeah. All right, Jillian, are you ready? I'm very excited. I can't believe it's our third trip around the sun for our cozy awards. I know. It's really wild. I I remember thinking it it was so presumptuous that we even named our first cozy awards the first cozy awards because (laughs) we didn't know at that point if there would be another one. We'd be coming back. (laughs) So now we're here for round three. Round three. So here we go. Welcome to the third annual. All Things Cozy, Cozy Awards, Woo-hoo. live in Hollywood, California. <laughs> Not live, but in Hollywood, California, definitely. If you're unfamiliar, this is our wrap-up of the year. Um, it's your first time to the Cozy mm-hmm. Awards. <laughs> Take your seats, Take please. Take a seat, yeah. We're in the Dolby Theater. <laughs> we have five categories. Coziest TV show, coziest movie, coziest book, coziest song, coziest listener. The way this process worked for nominations and voting is that Jillian and I made a short list. Mm-hmm. We then reached out to listeners. Took some took, suggestions. Took some suggestions. I'll put, had a long conversation, essentially, mm-hmm. where we just determined between the short list and the suggestions, what did we want to make our five nominees? And so we selected the nominees, but the rest of it, it's all our listeners who voted on the nominees and decided which of each category was the coziest of and we got a lot of votes, so thank you to everyone yeah, who voted and participated. Yeah, this was our most active year ever, and so I'm, I'm, it was really cool to see like hundreds and hundreds of votes come in. Yeah, for it got ten. You saw, you know, two competing, yeah. top contenders, and each day these would were change. really tight races. This yeah, year. very tight races. Very tight. So excited to see who who won. So we're gonna kick it off with our first category: coziest TV show of 2019. And the nominees are a very Brady renovation. Los Espookies, Schitt's Creek, The Good Place, and The Mandalorian. And the winner is... The Good Place. Woohoo! <laughs> the final season of The Good Place. Yeah, it's the final season. Uh, I've watched the first four episodes, and the reason why I added this to the list, because it's one of those shows that you can kind of put on in the background and get a good chuckle when you turn to like, you're in the middle of doing something and you turn your head and tune in for a few seconds and you have a little chuckle. It's just something that's comforting. I know it sounds weird. Like, well, oh, it's a show I can ignore and put in the background, but those shows tend to be cozy mm-hmm. because they're just solid. Well, I think it's a solid show. Actually, it, it rewards both casual viewing and focused viewing. Yes. The show has so many sight gags, like for instance, in the town when they were in the good place, quote unquote, the names of the restaurants and stuff, they're all different and gaggy and funny. So if you're, if you're really watching, you get rewarded for close watching. And also, I mean, a lot of the jokes are very deep in philosophy. Well, you learn a lot, actually. You learn a lot watching it. The, j- the jokes can be quite advanced. Yeah. And so for me, I actually have to pay extra attention to it because I'm like, I want to catch all of the, the philosopher jokes that they want to throw out there. It's really such a smart, funny show, which is 
and and equally goofy too. I love Ted Danson. Yeah. I think oh, and Ted he, Danson, he's just my favorite. That bow tie alone is a reason for the cozy award. He, I think he nails it every time. He's just consistent. So I've two interesting facts about this category. One was that this is the first year that the Great British Bake Off didn't win. Hmm. And you know, I'm interested. I'm I don't know why we didn't nominate it actually. When I think about it, but because I watched this last season. And it was good, but I think maybe it's fatigue. You know, it's it's so it becomes so ubiquitous that it's almost not even worth mentioning anymore because it's assumed. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's pretty much you know you're in the same thing each time. Yeah. Which is not saying you're not the same with the Good Place, but the Good Place, you know, it's its final season. It's nice to give it a uh, send off. Yeah, what have send you? Send off the Good Place. And I, I enjoy I'm sure, the I'm cast. sure the creators of the show were like, at least we'll get the cozy. Yeah, cozy. But they barely did. I mean, they only won by two votes. This and is what our was narrowest second category. Place? Second place was a very Brady renovation, which what, is a reality yeah. show. If you didn't know, HGTV bought the Brady House in Burbank, California, and they have a whole show about how they're recreating the inside of the exterior house into the what that looked like on the set, which those two things are completely incompatible. Like, the, the set looked nothing like the actual house. Well, I would love to do a deep dive into Lance Bass's feud with the people who bought the very... Yeah, I bet half. he's not watching HDTV, that's for sure. Yeah, that was a, a funny little... I bet Lance Bass came in and voted saga. for The Good Place a couple more times just so that yeah. a very Brady renovation wouldn't win. But if, yeah, it's a little piece of trivia to look into, you thought. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, moving on to Coziest Movie. All right, Jillian, take it away. So our nominees, Downton Abbey, which I didn't know wasn't made into a movie, um, Knives Out, Little Women, Toy Story 4, and The Farewell. And the winner is Downton Abbey. I, I struggle with announcing the winners and nominees. I need to work on my hosting skills. <laughs> Yeah, I mean... The timing is a lot to You're, you're also editorializing <laughs> Downton Abbey, which I didn't even know existed. <laughs> well, I didn't know because we were trying to come up with the list. And well, so, good thing the rest of us did. I was like, maybe Matt <laughs> made a mistake. <laughs> she challenged me. She was like, is this a mistake? Because Downton Abbey is a TV show, and I, it was over a long it. time ago. And I was like, Jillian, it, it I didn't came say out it was in like September. I just didn't know that... It was that the biggest movie that weekend. That weekend. We had Down Abbey movie And Matt was fever. like, I made a social media post about it. I like, did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jillian just completely spaced <laughs> on that. It's a very cozy movie. To me, I enjoyed it, but it's like the highest compliment you can say about the movie is that it's cozy. You know, I mean, it's it's sort of this movie that is presenting the upstairs and downstairs of like of high class British society, like turn of mm-hmm. the century. There are some class issues with it that I have about just like how it kind of like deifies these rich people into benevolent little beings. But... I mean, isn't that cozy imagining a world where rich people care about poor people? <laughs> so, well, I'll have to see it. It also does a good job, too, of like representing like how hard life was for gay people. And like it has its merits, too, of trying to represent the downstairs society. But all in all, our, I think that one last trip to Downton Abbey was, was very cozy. And I think this is a well-deserved cozy pick. But for me, this was the toughest category, period, to vote on because... Lots of good ones. Uh, lots of good ones. I love That's Knives Out. That's the easiest category Knives to Out, compile. if you haven't seen it. Which I also thought was the the one where Ready or Not is yes, what Jillian thought it was. Very not different. Cozy, no. Very different. Ready or Not is more of like a horror movie. Knives Out is like a cozy murder mystery where you have a a whodunit. It's a whodunit. Mm-hmm. So if you like cozy mysteries, you'll probably like Knives Out. It's very funny and light, and it has some heavy moments, but they're earned. and And I really enjoyed that. That's one of my favorite movies of the year. Little Women, this latest adaptation by Greta Gerwig. 
phenomenal. Surprised that didn't win because I think so, so much love. So cozy. And you know, I think it's just it just came out too late. Yeah, you know, true. for any kind of it's hard to see it over the. If we're gonna talk, if if award recognition is like a focus when you're releasing your movie on Christmas Day, a lot of people have already written their year end lists, and maybe the critics have the access to watching that movie ahead of time because they get screenings. But for for our little cozy world, we don't get advanced screenings. We just get to watch things when they come out. And so, yeah. you know, this came out the day after. I had seen it on Christmas Day, so I was able to like see it and be like, Jill, I went to put it on. It's, it's really great. But maybe a lot of our listeners haven't had a chance to see it yet because it just came out. That's true. So if you haven't, it's worth it. The cinematography in the movie is so beautiful. The, the New England countryside, the candlelit interiors of the homes... The gowns, beautiful gowns. Like, it's just a really cozy movie to look at. It's all the cozy points. Greta Gerwig approaches the story in a way that is totally unique. And she messes with the timeline in, and I think, a really effective way. So even if you were like, oh, my goodness, like, we needed one more Little Women adaptation, this is a totally different way of presenting the story. And also, there's so many ameliorated adaptations and sequels and whatnot. Yeah. I think we get another Little Women. Right, exactly. Not there, to say, I, I not to genderize it, but are, I mean, There please. are legitimately like dozens of different versions of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So yeah, it's like... So I think we, we can, can squeeze we can have, in one more. We can have like three or four Little Women movies. And uh, uh, Toy Story 4, I saw on the plane. <laughs> and I like, I think plane movies are cozy. We can just sit back and enjoy it on the plane. It's a classic nostalgic, yeah. you know, a, a movie. It wasn't its best. It wasn't the best one out of all the, the franchise. Yeah, I think it might be my least favorite of the four. But, you know, it hits that notes of, I think... It's a very cl- melancholy movie. Yeah, well, it was very sad, but it closes a chapter. Mm-hmm. And that's there's something re- very nostalgic about ending. It's still, it's, yeah, it's, it's excellent. It, yeah, it's, it's ending a time, a time period And the farewell, um, <clears throat> I watched over the holidays. What a beautiful movie. If you're not familiar, the farewell is about a Chinese family... The daughter is living in New York, and her grandma has cancer. And the way that that's dealt with societally, oftentimes in China, is a family member will hear the diagnosis, and and so as not to worry the sick mm-hmm. family member, will keep it a secret because there's a belief that if like the person knows that they're sick, then they might not give it their all. Give it their all, even or, though we're not or, really know, in it might, charge it might, be, of... it might be so depressing that they're not actually like positive in, in fighting. Well, the, I the think sickness. that there's also the yeah, there's this belief that um, you know you'll, you'll your health will decline if you dwell on it mm-hmm. or exactly whatever. exactly. So, but but you know, it, it it definitely is a hard thing because you want to give people agency over their own health. Exactly. But. So that, that's the conflict of the movie is so the, the um, Americanized portion of the family comes back to China and and the larger family is there and the the, the main character who's played by Aquafina is struggling with, like, I want to tell my grandma, I want to be honest with her, and she's t- having these heavy feelings about this is, like, the last time she'll see her, and but she has to hide all those emotions. That's the conflict. And it's what's cozy about it is, like, it's a really beautiful family story, and Nai the grandma, is just... That actress is phenomenal. Like, mm-hmm. one of the coziest relationships I think a lot of people can enjoy in their life, if, if they're lucky enough, is that grandchild-to-grandparent relationship. And it really captures that so beautifully, and it's it's a really cozy movie. Yeah, check it out. That's got it got great reviews as well. And then before we move on to the next category, while we're talking about movies, special shout out from me to the movie Cats. I'm gonna go oh, out on a no. limb. 
Have you seen Cats, Jillian? No, I don't. Okay, I so I don't want to hear your stop. opinion about a movie you haven't seen, Jillian. Oh boy, <laughs> I don't. I don't like. I don't even. The thing is, I don't care either way. <laughs> like, I. It's just. A, I don't know why it was made, but also it's now become some obsession and on social media, it's just everywhere you turn, cats, 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 because cats. Because it is a wild movie, and I, I, it's worth mentioning here because I have a lot to say about it. So I saw it over the holidays. You know, I've never seen the stage production of Cats. I've always been curious uh, about it. So again, if you're not familiar with Cats, I don't know how you managed to be. It was my first Broadway show. Your first Broadway show. There you go. So Cats is an Andrew Lloyd Webber musical that came out in the 80s, I believe. Essentially, the whole premise is a bunch of cats introduce themselves through song. And then one gets to be chosen to die, essentially. They're auditioning for death. Very cozy plot. Anyway, so in this movie... You've seen the trailers probably like it's these CGI like cat suits, but it's like fur and they put the, it's a human face with cat ears essentially for all these actors while they're singing and dancing. And you look at clips out of context and you're like, this looks wild and it looks terrible. And you know, what am I watching? Whoa. But when you're actually watching the movie, it is the, one of the most gripping films I've ever seen in my life. It is a trip. Words like good or bad don't apply to the movie. A movie mm-hmm. like Cats, it's just an experience. Like you're watching it and you're like, how did this happen? It's entertaining through and through. A lot of the lighting was really beautiful, I thought. The music is just bizarre and the and nonsensical and thrilling. I don't know. Like I loved Cats. I would say watch it while you can in the theater because it is a spectacle. Well, I guess I'll have to see you it can't, in You can't replicate it anywhere else. Like, if you want a, a funky, freaky movie with a bunch of singing and dancing cats, go see Cats. It's, it'll freak you out. And, and, the, and I mean that in the best way possible. Well, I'm surprised it hasn't actually gotten more money considering everyone's going to see it just to see it to see it. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm, so I'm, kind of, I'm kind of surprised it's not picking up in the box office. Yeah, I mean, Unless I live in a echo chamber where I, people are just going to see cats and everyone else is like, eh, probably not. Either it's polarizing. Either you like it yeah. or you don't. Yeah. And if you think so. you might like it, go see it because it's not, in my opinion, it's not bad the way that people are claiming it's bad. You will, you will at least be entertained the entire time. I will guarantee that. Well, you know, when you go to the movies, you want to be entertained. That's right. Moving on to our next category, which is... The coziest book of 2019. And the nominees are A Killer Carol by Laura Bradford, Mrs. Morris and the Ghost by Tracy Walton, Murder Low Main by Vivian Chen, Nothing to See Here by Kevin Wilson, and Olive Again by Elizabeth Strout. And the winner is Mrs. Morris and the Ghost by Tracy Walton. Go, Tracy. Tracy and Patrice. Yes, Tracy and Patrice, sorry. Um, who wrote Mrs. Morris and the Ghost. We had Tracy Hall on to in discuss the October book. October or late September, yeah. I believe. And it's the first in a new series, so if you're going to check it out, you're you're not missing anything. You're you're right. You're you're picking it up right when it came out. And it's a great cozy fall read. It's a great cozy. Perfect it's a great for the fall and Halloween. So it involves like a spooky little ghost relationship that's really cozy set in Salem, like can't beat it. It's you, it really is a very entertaining, humorous, romantic, funny, cozy mystery, and I really enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to new entries in the series. Yeah, we loved having Tracy on as well, getting to chat with her. It's it's well-earned. I mean, all the cozy mysteries nominated in this category very, are excellent. Uh, high competition. It was, actually. When we're looking through, like, 
it's hard to pick the cozies for this category. Yeah, I wanted to have a mix with cozy and new, new uh, and some some new, new fiction. fiction. Yeah, yeah, trying to keep it varied. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now on to coziest song. I'm gonna really try hard to do my hosting skills well correctly. So for coziest song, I got you, Cocoon and Lola Marsh. I got you, and you got me. Harmony Hall by Vampire Weekend. I believe that New Year's Eve will be the perfect time for their great surrender, but they don't remember. Still on my mind, Dido. Summer Girl by Haim. And Tokyo by Julian Baker. Seven every and the winner is Still on My Mind by Dido. Dido is the queen of cozy music. She had to win. <laughs> it was funny. I got picked up on Long Island in a lift, and I put my suitcase in the trunk, and I saw a Dido CD. And you knew you were in good hands. Yeah, I knew it was in good hands, <laughs> and it, it was. You wouldn't expect. I don't want to make judgments of who watches, who listens to Dido, but he was a gentleman in his um his, his late forties, and I guess I wouldn't expect him to have a Dido CD in his trunk. But there it was. You so. never knew he was gonna be a Dido fan. I've said this before on the podcast, but Billy Crystal is a huge Dido fan. Yeah, so you never know. But Dido is just universal. She's a wonderful woman. I love her. Yeah. Well-earned. This new album is actually really excellent. So if you haven't checked out the new Dido album, which is also called Still On My Mind, great album, great song, very cozy. This is also, I think, a difficult category. If, if you go back, I, I urge you all, if you haven't listened to all five of these songs, do so because they are very cozy songs. Yeah, I think that was tied with I Got You mm-hmm. by Cocoon and Lil Marsh. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, it's, it's stomped all the competition, but I think I got you as closest. Yeah. <laughs> I really like how this year we did Soothing Sounds, which made picking Cozy a song such a breeze because you just had to look at all of the Soothing Sounds mm-hmm. we had selected and the top five of that. And so a little behind the scenes, for us, it was, I think, a lot easier to do Cozy a song this year because in the past, we were like looking through and like, I was like, I remember looking through like billboard charts, like trying to figure out like what was the coziest song of 2018? Well, it was easier, I think, this year overall, just because we had so many great contenders Mm -hmm. and we had a lot of cozy mystery authors on. Yeah. So it's easy for book. Lots of cozy movies, like as we mentioned. So it was honestly a breeze this year. It's a very it's tough because we did a better job of covering wise. some cozy content. We, you know, we we did a consistent job of talking about books and songs. Yeah. So congratulations to Dido. To us. <laughs> <laughs> to Dido. And last but certainly not least is the category for coziest listener. The best category. The there best is. category. And I will say, you're all winners in our book. Yeah. We don't make this choice. In fact, we put up all, more than five nominees in this category because we just base it on activity. So if you're somebody who comments, comments a lot, lot, we see you a lot on our All Things Cozy Facebook group. Sending us Sending candles. us stuff on Twitter or um, Instagram or you're even you're going above and beyond like Kate Littleton and sending us a candle that almost lit my apartment on fire. 
<laughs> she sent us many wonderful many, candles many throughout, Thank you so the, much, throughout the years. Then you would be nominated for this category. And I'm sure there's some people who we just left out unintentionally, but um, we did try, try every year to include all of our you know, wonderful top commenters. Yes. It's, it's a tough list. So as selected by the All Things Cozy community, the nominees for Coziest Listener of 2019 are Gretchen Bostrom, Hilliker Rosani, Kate Littleton, Mark Baker, Mickey Tui, Norma G, and Stephanie Chizik. And I apologize to anyone whose name I butchered. We, we love you all. Yeah. Those are the nominees. I hope I said them right. And the winner for Coziest Listener of 2019 is Mark Baker. Thank you, Mark. Mark wrote that lovely review for us. And he's always leaving us nice comments. He has a really cozy blog. You should check out that blog because he uh, reviews cozy mysteries and Hallmark ornaments. Cozy catnip right So if you love an ornament, you love a cozy book, check out Carstairs, Considers. I met Mark at the Cozy Con for Kensington. It was great talking to him, spending the afternoon with him and Kate. Thank you, Mark, for your support. Thank you to everyone here for your support. We're always just blown away by the generosity of our listeners and both with your time and also with like supplying us with candles and books. And it's just, we really do yeah, just saying it's a nice appreciate message. all of you so much. It's, it's, yeah, it never goes unnoticed. And we can't wait to keep going with you and keep being cozy with you in 2020. And that concludes our cozy awards for 2019. It. it just went by so fast. It goes by so fast. It really does. Uh, I want to, we should build more categories. Maybe we then. would do a live stream next year. Yeah, we could. We could dress up. Up the pressure. The I would really be under pressure. Yeah. I don't do well with announcing <laughs> winners and nominees. But uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I love doing the Cozy Awards every year. And I love getting to hear from listeners and what they think was yeah, the coziest shout content Yeah, to everyone who voted year. and took that time to go through and check them out. The pretty embarrassing four, four if you didn't po- vote. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, there, there have been years where that was almost basically the case. But, um, yeah, but we're this growing. year, we, we, we're, gro- we're growing. We're a growing show. Speaking of growing and, and helping us out into the new year, so I don't know what your New Year's resolution is, but maybe some of you picked that you want to support the things you enjoy. In that vein, if you're interested in supporting All Things Cozy, mm-hmm. we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash allthingscozy. Mm-hmm. Basically, the way it works is you can donate whatever you want to donate to our show, whether that's a dollar or two dollars or five dollars, whatever, and we'll send you a, a magnet or a sticker. I have them waiting to go. Yeah. Lots of magnets and stickers. And we have some special surprises for our, our Patreon subscribers. Yeah. Um, we're going to show the it's love It's not that back. kind of thing where like, you have different tiers. We're, we're, we're very simple. You get a sticker or a magnet, and then you might get some surprises throughout the yeah. year. We're not going to say anything more about that. But you know, we want to make sure that our content, the, the show that we produce, is free and open to everybody. Um, we might consider more bonus stuff in the future, but really, it, it, we really do appreciate the support of our patrons there are a lot of costs that go into hosting a podcast there's the podcast hosting fees there's the cost of the technical equipment we review things on our show so mm-hmm. we have to buy those things and we i can't tell you how much the income from our patreon has helped to continue running our show and making it happen and kept us motivated to produce shows so if you do like all things cozy podcast and you're interested in, in supporting us even a dollar or two it does go a long way for the continued health of this show and making sure it continues into the future. 
And thank you to everyone who already yeah. donates. Yeah, thank you to everyone who, who donates. And, and, you know, if you want to start the new year with supporting the the show's entertainment that you like and are independently produced, like our show, head over to our Patreon and sign up. Thank you. Yeah, thank you all. And we could also use a first review on iTunes or oh, Apple yeah. Podcasts because of we had 2020. One in December. We had one in December. We, we, we really appreciate it. Open challenge for anyone to be the first <laughs> five-star review of All Things Cozy podcast of 2020. Um, looking forward to star. seeing that. We'll, we'll, we'll read your review five stars. on the show. Five stars only. <laughs> I said throw us a star. Yeah. Throw us five. Throw us five. We need five stars. And um, as always, you can find us on the internet at All Things Cozy Podcast on Instagram. Our group. Our on group Facebook. on Facebook. We are each on Twitter. I'm at Pivo Varchek. That's P-E-E-V-O-V-A-R-C-H-E-C-K. Jillian, you're on Twitter at... My first name, Jillian with a G. And then my last name without any vowels, Walters. No vowels. Follow us. Keep informed of new episodes coming in 2020. This is going to be a great year. This is going to be a banner year for Cozy Stuff, yeah, period. But excited. especially our podcast, I think. <laughs> and we can't wait to do it with you. Yeah. So here's the 2020. A happy New Year to all, all of our cozies out there. Thank you for listening. Keep it cozy. Stay cozy. Stay cozy.